0: it's us hi we're the podcasters
1: it's us welcome to our podcast i'm rachel
0: and i'm sam
1: we're the sibs and you're listening to swift and swigs with sibs
0: that's right this is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things taylor swift and cocktails
1: Every episode, we'll choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we'll break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Are we ready for it?
0: I think we are.
1: Welcome! Episode 010. Sam.
0: Hey, sister. It's 10. <laughs>
1: We're on our 10th episode.
0: It's 10. It's like TS10. 10.
1: TS10. 10. R. Te- technically, it's SSS10. SSS10. 10. SSS 10. Right. Excellent. <laughs> we can do math. Look
0: at us. Can you believe we've done 10 episodes
1: <laughs> yeah, now? I know. It feels like we just started, too. And, and then I, every time it comes time to like pick a new song, I get so overwhelmed because there's so many songs.
0: I know. I honestly just hope we continue to record this podcast for the rest of our lives so we can finally cover every single song, because I do want to touch on every single song at some point.
1: I think we have to. Uh, Sam, I know we talk about the Eras Tour, like, every week. How can you not? We're we're this close. I just, I needed to let you know that I already went to a Taylor Swift concert this week. Excuse me? I did. I did. What are you talking
0: about, Rachel?
1: So, Taylor Swift was in Minneapolis. Wait, she was in disguise.
0: Did you really see Taylor Swift?
1: No, I didn't. Wouldn't that be crazy if I? Like, Given me a heart attack. To tell you about that, like on the podcast. No. Um, so the kids and I did. Super fantastic, fun thing this weekend. Okay, have you heard of, this is Minneapolis, have you heard of First Avenue, First Ave? First
0: Ave, yeah, like yeah. the music venue? I've been there.
1: Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. You have? Of course yeah. you would. Like, I saw Passion
0: Pit there. years ago.
1: Oh, Passion Pit, fun. Okay, so it's been on my bucket list. I've always wanted to go. We are leaving Minneapolis, and mm-hmm. someone told me about these concert series called Rock and... Play or House or something like that. I, I'll put it in the show notes. First Ave puts on a cover band show Uh-oh. for kids. Like, huh. so it's a cover band that plays like you know music that's fun for adults. So last month it was Prince. Next month nice. it's Grateful Dead. But this month it was Taylor Swift. No so effing you best way. Believe. I clicked so hard on purchase those tickets. Um, The whole family went. We weren't sure what to expect. Like, I wasn't sure. What what is this all going to be about? It was so much fun. The cover band was amazing. They kept the music down. And then there was just, like, a bunch of kids everywhere. But it didn't feel cramped. Yeah. And played all the hits. Did you have
0: um, a favorite moment, a favorite song that was played?
1: I got to hear Anti Hero Live for the first time. Okay, that what? doesn't really count, but like it was so <laughs> exciting. It got me so excited. And it was what was really fun is that like my kids know, like all the kids know that song really well. Mm-hmm. And I, Leo wanted to be held, and so uh, for a lot of it. So I was like holding him and we were singing. Mike was holding Elliot so he could see at one point. Like it was. It was so fun. It was so fun.
0: Wow, that's awesome.
1: The guitarist, this was a cool moment. The guitarist came in and did the Kendrick Lamar um, rap version part of Bad Blood. It was so fun. Anyway. Amazing. Shout out to that first Ave experience. Man. And I am, if I wasn't excited already, now I'm really excited. Yeah. But probably more on that next week because we still have another week and a half. Well, at at the airing of this episode, we'll have a week.
0: A week, yeah.
1: All right, so Um. that was fun. But now I want to find out. That was what I was listening to last week. It's not my new shit, but I want to find out if you are doing good and if you're on some new shit.
0: Yes. Um kind of (laughs) we we have really both you and i twisted the meaning of this segment that we like to call i'm doing good i'm on some new shit many times it's not new shit although yes yes and no so for me it is new for everybody else taylor swift's debut album is pretty old but that is what i am on to rachel we've talked about the fact that i've never listened to her debut album in its entirety yeah. um, of course I know songs like Picture to Burn uh, Teardrops on My Guitar but yes I've been waiting until all of her re-recordings have come out before I listen to those older albums that I haven't listened to before but I'm giving up on that because I don't yeah. think we're going to get those re-recordings before the Eras tour um, and, I, and I do want to be able to be uh, familiar with these songs that she might play so that's the new shit I'm onto, Rach. Um, I finally listened to debut, and I really loved it. I, I should have known she wrote some amazing songs even at the age of like 16 or however old. And uh, I already have some favorites on that on that album that I'm I'm really excited about. So, um, yeah, that debut Taylor Swift's self-titled album came out in 2006. That's what I've been listening. Gosh, to.
1: Gosh, that was so long ago. Um- I also Seriously. listened to Picture to Burn this week and something else on that album because she played it at the show and I was like, uh, I don't know it and then I, then I too was like, okay, I got, I can't wait around for her. I need to like get this music in my ears. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I my new shit's kind of funny. I I this this just came on last night. So I was Brushing Leo's teeth. That's my youngest, my four-year-old. And if anybody knows anything about four-year-olds, four is fine, as, as, as I like to say with my friends. Four is fine, but it's also effing annoying. It's very annoying, okay? <laughs> they have a lot of opinions. And he didn't want to brush his teeth until I said, okay, what if I let you pick a song? And he goes, Echo, play Astronaut in the Ocean. I'm thinking when I hear Astronaut in the Ocean, I'm thinking this is like some like kid bop Song that that he played at preschool or something, and maybe he heard a kid bop, kids bop version of this, but that is not the version that came on. And this like rap song comes on, <laughs> and and I was like really into it, and so I was like, where, and then and then, you know, there was some some heavy. I couldn't quite get into all the lyrics. Obviously, there's some like shit bombs going on. There was like just some different language, and I don't necessarily censor my kids' music because I feel like it's an art and we talk about that. Um, but I, I do like to at least understand the content. So cause yeah. I, I've, there's there's especially with rap music, you can get some content that I don't know if I want my kids just like bringing up yeah. in the playground. So I went and looked it up and it's by Masked Wolf, which is an Australian rapper. The song is about depression and if as you read read through it, I was getting Evermore vibes a little bit mm. about bobbing in the mm-hmm. ocean and just like that, uh, how that feels. And anyway, so Leo cool. clued me in. <laughs> I still don't know how he knows the song, but it was fun. It's a fun listen. Wow. So music wrecks from four-year-olds. There you go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I also just wanted to acknowledge last week's episode on Evermore. Uh, we got a lot of good feedback from that episode, Rachel. I, it was a little bit of a heavy hitter um, sure because works. we did talk about some darker themes. But uh, I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that listened and um, that we heard back from. We I, I just heard a lot of positive remarks about that episode. So um, thanks, Rach, and our Aunt Trish for thanks for that episode. I guess is what I. You is, know was.
1: I. Yeah. I'm just really. I'm proud of us. I'm proud of, um, I guess, our culture in general to have a little bit more faith in talking about these subjects alongside mm-hmm. like some really good laughs and a great cocktail. Mm-hmm. I think we need yeah. more of that, right? Like, and and yeah. and it's okay to like take those heavy hitters and then come up the next week with something totally different. Like, I just that's the beauty yeah. of Taylor Swift and her music is that. She's got range, and we're Mm -hmm. going to cover it. That being said... Look look
0: what she made us do. Look what she made us do.
1: I mean... Started a
0: podcast for uh, it.
1: Okay, so there we go. That's our song. That was, like, pretty... um, (laughs) (laughs) That that was... Hey, Rachel, what song are we
0: doing this week?
1: Hey, how about Look What You Made Me Do? We've been talking about it. There we go. What You Made (laughs) Me Do is our song of this week, and this is when you're supposed to ask me, hey, Rachel, why did you pick this song? <laughs>
0: hey, Rachel, why did you pick this song?
1: <laughs> I, and I said this last week, I technically did not pick it. Uh, my daughter okay. Caroline picked it, and then but as soon as she said it, I was like, that's exactly the direction we need to go because mm-hmm. we have not covered... A reputation song, unless you count Getaway Car, which was yes. just a minor hit. I want to come back yes. to that song, by the way, because
0: I think we probably now need to that, that we have boy.
1: our like really deep book club that we like to get into, I'm sure we have so many thoughts on Getaway Car. But this week, mm-hmm. we are leading all the more better to lead with the lead single of a leading era uh, after such a long break in yes in, in any like content from taylor mm-hmm. not just musical content but like out in the world content at all and she came back from the dead literally actually not literally she didn't die sam just okay i don't probably... know i don't know <laughs> if we'll get to that in the lyrics but maybe you misunderstood <laughs> that <laughs>
0: <laughs> she didn't actually she pass, didn't pass away. Actually,
1: die. Okay, but
0: but she comes back from the dead in a very figurative sense, but also right. in a visual sense in the music video. Yes. She's she's an actual zombie rising from the grave, and it all symbolizes her rebirth, this renaissance mm. of Taylor Swift that the entire album Reputation reflects. And Rachel, I've said it once, I will say it a hundred times Please and a hundred times more. Reputation is my favorite Taylor Swift album. Yep. So I, I it's taken us 10 episodes to really get into I know, it. I know. I
1: don't know how we avoided we it that long. but it, Well, okay.
0: good things are worth the wait. That's right. That's um,
1: right. Speaking of so, waiting for good things, Sam.
0: Uh, are, are you talking about cocktails? I think it's time for some cocktails. Um, All right. You know
1: what? You always go first. I'm going to go first today. Please do. Listeners, here we go. I am bringing to you the red underline mm. uh-huh. alright this is one of my favorite cocktails it's a playoff one of my favorite cocktails the New York Sour I Ooh, love yes, a sour love and then when I discovered a New York Sour it was a match made in heaven I, you know welcome to New York as, as they say and mm. Taylor has said that so I thought a New York Sour is fitting <laughs> First of all, um, a sour is, is your classic cocktail breakdown of two ounce spirit to usually one it one-ish ounce, two part spirit to one part sour. I used lemon juice in this case. I use bourbon um, whis- whiskey as the spirit because that is the spirit of a, of a lady who's been scorned. Uh, (laughs) Then I use some lemon juice to just kind of bring in that just uh, sourness that she's exhibiting. Um, Mm -hmm. We've got some sweetness coming in that we expect from Taylor. But then when you taste that sweetness, because the other part, we have a spiced, a jalapeno simple syrup. Okay? Yeah, But you're not expecting. You're thinking it's going to be sweet like Taylor. And then she comes in and says, look what you made me do. And she is spicy. Mm okay so the flavor but then with the new york so that's a classic sour but we're gonna give it a little red underline and that's when you pour in at the very top you float some red wine on the top Mm -hmm. and you gotta break that in, in order to really get that into the drink you have to mix it around you need to mix it around with a snake. You're going to spill some tea Ugh. with this snake. I knew that snake
0: would be making yeah. an so, appearance.
1: So, yes, the, the, the snake charm will be making it into every Reputation uh, cocktail. Right, Rightfully so. But I also wanted to just uh, show you my snake skin lemon cool. peel garnish. Okay. So, nice work. So that's my, um. It's, it's delicious, one of my favorite drinks. Love the heat. Love, love... Oh, oh, and I forgot. I felt like it needed some bitterness. Most sours, uh, whiskey sours, don't have bitters. But this song needed some bitters. So I threw in a little bit of Angusura Bitters right at the end. It It's a punch. And we call it the Red Underline. Cheers. Cheers. That's
0: that's great. Also, we've talked about how she sings about whiskey in Reputation a number of times. Mm -hmm. And so
1: that's a a good pat. Whiskey is the spirit.
0: I did not use whiskey in my cocktail. Um, oh, okay. I've got this cocktail right here, which I'm going to be calling "Back in Black." Um, oh, it's a little magenta in color, mm-hmm. but that color—I I
1: thought it would be funny if you called it the red underline as well. One of these <laughs> days, we might call our cocktail the exact same thing. One of these
0: days, we're going to make the exact same cocktail. Basically, the yeah, yeah, totally. But not today, because not today. Uh, this this cocktail has mescal in it. Um, I'm calling it I'm calling it back in black Um, black comes from blackberries which I've muddled together with honey and rosemary and added some lemon juice and mezcal and this this was my inspiration because of course the the reputation era is a dark black in color era so I wanted to uh, have a little blackberry cocktail to, to honor that. That's a great idea. But, you know, it also has that sort of, like, blood-like color, and she definitely comes for vengeance with this song. You know, a little bloody, deathy vibes are, are kind of going on in this cocktail, too. It's delicious. Here it. I go.
1: This is probably a good time to mention, Sam, so many of our followers, parentheses zero, have asked us, <laughs> To really make sure that we tell you about the outfits that we chose when we oh. came to podcast, and and yeah. I just realized, I think we both had the same idea. Sam yeah. is wearing a, a a sharp collar popped. No, is that a sweater? We got it. We it's got. Like we got up, a half zip zip up. We've got collar. a half zip dad sweater. That's yeah. adorable, Sam. But it's black, it's very black. It's a black sweater. My I'm wearing jeans. my black, black oh, black jeans, and I'm wearing my. I can't. Black sweatpants, black cardigan, black tank. I think this might just be our reputation outfits. Like, anytime this album comes on, I will be wearing black. I mean, it's not... I have a lot of black about clothes, same, same. so
0: I can definitely switch out my outfit, but I'll, I'll probably be wearing black for all those other episodes. Because
1: if, if Taylor changes her outfits, you know, at, at our concerts... Like, we need to, like, she she dresses for the performance. We're dressed for the performance, friends.
0: Have you Um, thought about, Rachel, what you'll wear to the concert?
1: uh, Yes, but we're going to save that for another time. Opfy, I have a full outfit planned. Cool,
0: just curious. We'll we'll talk about that when it happens.
1: We will definitely have to. Uh, So now that we got our outfits, we've got our cocktails. We're swigging. We are ready to get into the spirit of this song look what you made us do taylor we are ready to talk about it yeah uh we we did we did kind of hint a little bit about what the spirit of this song but how how might you describe this song when you when you Hmm. if someone hadn't heard it before
0: well first of all i think everyone's heard this song because it was a huge hit it is i'm going to just say something right now you will hear me say the word iconic a lot in this episode because I, I feel this song is iconic. I should probably come up with a better definition.
1: We'll, we'll look a thesaurus up the next time because I have a feeling every time a Reputation song comes on, you're going to want to say iconic. It's like, iconic, yeah. I wish people could see your face because you're basically glowing. Is that what uh, this entire album does for you, I just you took a really like big
0: a... drink from my cocktail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But I'm also excited. Um I, I guess if I were to describe this song to somebody, uh, this this spirit is all about its attitude. Mm. And it's it's iconic to me because it led off this entire era that essentially put Taylor back on on everyone's radar. It put her back in the charts, of course, it, it started her, the best-selling tour of all time of any artist. And as you mentioned earlier, this song came out of the black when we hadn't seen or heard from Taylor. She deleted all of her Instagram posts. Suddenly, Taylor Swift had no posts on her social media page with hundreds of millions of followers.
1: I can't then, imagine. This is like pre-us, right? You and I weren't following the the, the drama of
0: all. Why wasn't following the drama? Now I knew about the drama. It was if you sure. were ever on the internet during 2016, you probably knew about it. But um, but you're right. I I wasn't anticipating. I wasn't following Taylor really at all. Um and but I do remember this song coming out I watched a lot of YouTube at the time and so I remember like seeing on my homepage, look what you made me do because I think that the the song dropped sort of like a surprise and it came with this music video immediately if I'm not Pretty mistaken much,
1: yep. Yep.
0: and I I listened to it probably within that first day that it came out just because it was on my page and I'll, I I'll never I'll never forget. It. I remember having emotion for the song. This is again this is before I was truly a big fan of Taylor Swift too, but I watched the music video. I remember like being shocked by this song, by the music video, by the message that she was trying to convey. It is a very shocking song. Yeah. It yeah. catches you off guard especially if you were ever like a Taylor hater. For example, right. and you and you hear this song, or if, if you heard it when it came out during that time, I really hope it like slapped you on the face and you realized she is not messing around. She did not come to to, to play. She came to win. <laughs> and that she does with with this song. Um yeah. all of that to say it's about the attitude, it's about the shock value, it's about how confident she is and um you know we'll get into this during musical mixology but the sound the beat it's uh, it's shocking it's great Lovely. yeah
1: i i described this as a comeback song for a comeback album and what i i like that you mention that this album dropped the same day as the music video because the the, repu, the album reputation didn't do well it was like one of her worst I don't know. We're selling you, albums? in
0: terms of like sales or album sales, charts now and stuff. That's that's yeah. Im,
1: important. That the, the album as a whole, and that's important. We, we have to see that in context because this was about the time when streaming was really starting to up. So people weren't buying yeah. albums in the way I don't think vinyls were as up and, as like up and coming as they are now. So mm-hmm. anyway, it was kind of an odd air, and she she withheld it from Spotify for a really long time so people would buy the album. But anyway, yeah. But I think... But but it became, as you said, the highest grossing tour ever. And she only played like 53 shows or something. It was, wasn't even as many as 1989, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it became clear that this album... I mean, it might even be... I, I wouldn't say it was her first concept album, as that's a, like a phrase we started to use with Midnights. But, but it became clear that this, this was a this was an album with a story and it had, you know, many of them have stories, but like this one was clear, like come going to the show, going to the concert was like part of experiencing her messaging. And she had to come, like you have to start with a song now, unless you're in Midnight's era and you could do it like all at once. But like with this introduction, it was starting with a song. This was a polarizing song, I think for, for some people because, like you said, if you were a hater, you were like, What is she doing? Like here's she playing the victim card again. Yeah. As we break down this song, what what I think was that this was her coming on, staking claim and, and re reclaiming her power in mm-hmm. in the and in, in her world. Um, particularly I think against the media. We're gonna get back we're gonna get into that about like who is she singing, who is the you and then look what you made me do. But this was Raging Taylor, and the thing that I I I love about this is Taylor Swift is the kind of person that that is really sweet, like very kind, very yeah, all American Miss Americana, if you will. Like Mm -hmm. she came from this world of country where, for the most part, like you're just really the, the the sweetness, the kindness. And I, I believe that that's who she like as as a person. But she also is a human being. That if you tick her off, she comes at you through her music. We've said it before yeah. that music is her life vest, and so if you if if you make her mad, she has a great weapon in her ability. I don't to write a song. I don't ever intend
0: so, to piss Taylor off.
1: No, better not.
0: But I bet, I mean, like, you better not. However, I, I would love to hear what kind of music be, she writes. From it would make for some great music. Kind of cool. All right. All um, right.
1: I am so excited to do this song, too, because this is like a really fun dancing song. This is such yeah. a good bop we've had various kinds of songs that are fun like we talked about style is really fun to strut to but this is a get on the dance floor and really make some great white girl moves which is what i <laughs> do in I'm fact gonna be,
0: i'm gonna be white girl dancing to this song too yeah it's yeah. not really one that comes on like a wedding playlist but no. uh i just haven't <laughs> been to enough be swifty weird. weddings and the, but the, i, I was sam I love you to get down at a wedding. And... You
1: don't need a wedding to get down to this no, song. No. I have gotten down to this sick beat <laughs> in my own home. Actually, Caroline has secretly filmed me oh. while we were driving. To this song? Dancing to this song. I will put that in the show notes because I'm really nice. I'll send that to you. Oh, I cannot um, wait. And, <laughs> but... And I think that's why she chose it because she, every time this song comes on, I really let it go, and I, I love it. I love dancing to it. I love it. Fu- I love how it's fun, and that was all before I even got into the lyrics and really like started understanding this. I just thought it was a fun song to like dance to and like you know yeah. point your fingers a lot. Like a white it's girl does. Super it's super
0: fun, and super fun. It is also uh, a very different sound of hers uh, that we hadn't heard before. I mean, this is the first song we heard fo- in three years following 1989, which is like, you know, the, that 1980s-inspired pop music, and this had a lot of different beats to it, and the the chorus as well is... It doesn't follow a, the the usual, like, flow of a of an average pop song she does her own thing with this song, so yeah. I think it's super fun to listen to not only to dance to but because it it's it's different it sounds so different and it definitely set the theme for the entire album, the entire era, and the sounds that you do hear throughout right. reputation all kind of starts with this song
1: right, which is such a great segue into Mm -hmm. our next segment, which is the musical mixology.
0: Yes. Um, Musical mixology, Rach, what what is it about the sound of this song that makes you want to get down and dance to?
1: Well, I love, first of all, how we, the song begins with this string and this like kind of really almost obnoxious piano plucking Mm -hmm. plunking on the piano and it it, all in like this minor key it definitely gives off this like scary movie vibe but not like um thriller scary movie but kind of like campy scary movie maybe maybe literally like scary movie isn't that the scream that's what i'm thinking of any of the scream movies like it's got like this campy campy sound to it um that was a great way to start us into that and then we get these like really sharp rhythmic sounds that I think sound a little bit like an S&M whip (laughs) (laughs) but I I get that like really sharp whip but what's what I think is like a really important and fun thing to mention is the interpolation of uh, in the chorus of I'm Sexy <laughs> too sexy for my shit. Too sexy for my shit. I can't even get that low. That was good. It <laughs> was that good. Um, it's got the same look what you made me do. I'm too sexy for my shit. it's got that same <laughs> and, and and never like, thought of that. Did you hear the story about how they got the rights to use that? Did you N- read about that? No.
0: Tell me what you know.
1: They well they couldn't they had to ask permission but they couldn't say they didn't want to say it was taylor like they had to keep it pretty con- so they did so they just
0: that the song is based off of that
1: yes yes it actually is huh. which i think is so important like that's not just us hearing it but like it was intentionally um what, why, why and do you I, think and what, she... what a great cho- well i think you know the choice i guess i think of that song as just like such a confident song like, uh-huh. and I really don't care about you at all, like I'm too sexy for any of this, like I'm, uh-huh. I'm yeah, I'm above all this,, yeah. and I mean, that's kind of what what she was she was really just asserting her confidence and just like i i don't I don't care, I don't care about you any like you, mm. which we'll get into, but whoever you are that is critiquing mm. me, I'm too good for that,
0: and I think the chorus is the most iconic part of this iconic song. Oh,
1: is it iconic? Huh.
0: Uh, Of course, because of what she's saying, but the music behind it, it's so... so, What is it? It's good, but it sort of just whips you. You talked about you hear a whip, and it does sort of whip you. The production sort of like cuts out during that chorus when she sings, or she almost says, not sings look what you made me do look what you made me do look what you just made me do look what you just made me oh and then she does that scream i guess but it's cool how there's not a lot of like backing music during that point that time of the song she's really just like hitting you with those lyrics driving home the point look what you made me do and the fact that she repeats it she sort of like switches up the cadence of it a little bit too it, it, it's it's like hard to predict exact it's almost hard to sing along with until you've heard it so many times like i have um it reminds me of the song womanizer by Britney spears
1: <laughs> there's <laughs> Which, a cheap cut let's
0: see if i can do that womanizer woman womanizer you're a womanizer oh womanizer oh you're, oh, womanizer, oh, you're, a, womanizer, you're a womanizer baby womanizer
1: oh Oh yes
0: and like when <laughs> I finally learned how to sing that I was very excited same with look like, what you maybe do when I was finally was able to like sing along with that part um,
1: yeah I, you mentioned like the, the there are different places in the in the song where she like the music cuts out I I'm gonna have a hard time remembering all of them, but I think there's like when she says like, I check it once and I check it, it twice. Right oh, yeah, it's, like, it gets, and then, it, like, at the end of, like, what you maybe do, and then, then, when you get down into the part about when she's on the phone,
0: mm-hmm. oh, why?
1: Because she's dead, and it's, like, oh. it, like, yeah, <laughs> there's that, oh, again. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's just, I, and there is, like, even the chorus itself, maybe you said this, but, like, it's, it's, it's like spoken, basically, yeah. it's not, mm-hmm. sung. which I think is just, Like, what a a little clap back. Like, it's just, it's really strong.
0: The way that she speaks it instead of sings it, it implies that she's not trying to be cutesy with this, Mm. you know? She could sing it in, like, a sing-songy way, like a little birdie, but she's speaking it. Like, listen to me now, look what you made me do. Rachel, uh, who is you? You keep talking about this. I think that you want to get into the lyrics...
1: I think we should start getting into the the twist of the lyrics and this is a great moment to talk about a twist who is you we haven't mentioned the k word at all so many k words here to talk about yeah there are um, there's this is obviously a response to Kanye West and the drama we've already we discussed a little bit of this last week which is why it's such a great time to bring in this song, because Mm -hmm. last week we heard a song about the heartbreak of what that did.
0: Right. I didn't want to get into it last week, because I didn't know if it fit the theme of Evermore, but...
1: Yeah. Get into it this week, Sam. Give us a primer. Give us a TED Talk about (laughs) the Swift Notes, ooh, of... Mm of, of what the drama is that the went drama down with Kanye West but you gotta make it quick cause we're gonna bore these people
0: right so basically Kanye West put out a song called Famous where he called Taylor out he called her that bitch and it it was disrespectful and when that song came out Taylor made a statement saying not cool Kanye meanwhile Kanye and his wife Kim were like yeah Taylor, we we asked for your permission. You said that was fine. Taylor pretty much denied it. And then a video got released, thanks to Kim K, showing that they did have a conversation with Taylor, that it sounded like Taylor somewhat agreed to this, but she didn't agree to certain lyrics. And the final lyrics that got put out there in Kanye's song were very disrespectful, and she didn't agree to that. So basically people were like... Taylor, you're lying to the public. We cancel you. And that's when she went into this disappearance, right? And she went more than two years without releasing an album, which was not what she had been doing all this time. She had put out an album every two years, but she felt so disrespected and shamed by the media, by the public, by Kanye, by Kim, by all of their fans, that she just went away. And and then the first thing we hear from Taylor in many years, or like a year, was this song. And that's who it's directed at. Am I right? Is Kanye?
1: So there are definitely some lyrics in this song that, that point to clearly to that drama, that very specific drama you mentioned. And, you know, we could, like, as, as specific as, I don't like your little games, don't like your tilted stage. Yeah. Kanye had a t- tilted stage on his concert. So that's, like, there's a very specific detail, a great Taylor twist where she just gives you something very specific. There is, she lays it out. She is not denying. Like, this is exactly yeah. what the song is about. It, it, so so it's there's, like, a very specific Connection here, like the the tilted stage, playing a fool. Like she was made to look like a a fool when he was like, "Hey, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna throw your name into a song. How do you feel about that?" And she agreed. And then come to find out, he didn't tell her at all what it was about. Mm -hmm. So, so that's a specific reference to that detail. But it's also, again, twisting it on, twisting those words is about pop artists in general and how the media has portrayed has chosen to portray her. And I think, while we get these specific stories, while she is angry about the origin story of what Kanye did to her, I think the whole underlying message in the song, the you, is the media. I think as it comes down, like, that was a hard thing for her. That was hurtful. It was not great. It was not great how he twisted that around. But the media attacked her. They loved her they darlingized her if that's even a word mm-hmm. and then like they gave her the keys to the kingdom of pop artistry and then like got in to interview her and then threw them away okay now i just jumped ahead a whole bunch of lyrics which is fine it's like it's just kind of what we're <laughs> gonna do today i think so we're gonna be one of those people we've we've laid out the story you know the story but let's get let's keep going into some artistry yeah. Of the song, are there are there some lyrics? We're just kind of bouncing around today. Are there some lyrics that really carried a story you wanted to talk about?
0: It's just kind of funny, but I love, I love, I check it once, then I check it twice. Oh, I, I, I just, <laughs> like you
1: add the add the O. Oh. oh,
0: I love that. Um,
1: Do you love Santa?
0: It gives me Santa vibes, right? <laughs> Which is I don't know maybe she's trying to say like I'm the freaking Santa of the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> is, is that?
1: <laughs> I don't know if that's your best lyric analysis, <laughs> <Sam>. <laughs> well, but you know what? Sometimes it's okay to just like a lyric punch because yeah. you like it. It does
0: punch. It it definitely yeah. jabs. A lot a lot of moments in the song punch and jab, and this is. This is one of those moments. What about you? Do you have any favorite lyrics?
1: Well, one thing we—I didn't—I meant to mention at the top of this like lyric discussion was that this song was written as a poem Uh-huh. At first, and that I think is what's so important to note. Like the the poem, I think, was like literally pulled, like or the lyrics are pulled from this poem, and that. It gives us an example of the passion that came from this because that's where Taylor goes first. She goes to her art. When she needs to say something, she goes to her art first. She wasn't trying to be vindictive. She wasn't trying to play the victim. She was trying to express her feelings, and it comes out in poetry, and then she turned that poetry into a pop song that you can play in a club. Like, who does that? Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But this would be a good time because I directed Sam to this before we started our podcast. But if you have not seen the lyric video to this song, you must go watch that. We're it is not talking not... about the
0: music video, which you yeah, must watch video. as well. But the lyric video. And the yes. lyric
1: video is a piece of art. And I mm-hmm. actually, I mean, it's actually a great way to experience it because it turns the art... The words and to some like pictures and like plays it out the way a music video might but it's so unique it's art it was done by ODD I don't know who that is um I would I need to look more into that but it, it's it's beautiful and it's a great way to experience that the song there is an image and I think it's important for us to talk about the snake yeah conversation I, we do need to talk
0: about the snake
1: I don't even know. I mean, I guess that falls into lyrics. That's what's so interesting about this and that we've already said it is that it's hard to separate the visuals from the song itself. She never says, am I wrong? She never says snake in the song.
0: Not in this song.
1: Right. Not in this song. But the snake became an iconic Mm -hmm. drink, an (laughs) iconic image for the entire Reputation tour. And in the music video... and The now era it's kind of in
0: general, not just the two Legacy, yeah. The whole era. Yeah. And for those who don't know, it's because she was... Taylor Swift was called A Snake by Kim after all that drama went down. And what is amazing, what Taylor did was she took that word and she basically owned it. Like, you want to call me a snake? Here's your snake. And the snake has then been the the image i mean after all of the the darkness where we didn't see or hear anything from taylor the first thing she posts is an image of a snake and that was the the lead-in to this song being released there's snakes in the this music video there's snakes all over the reputation era there's snakes in cocktail garnish picks (laughs) and and in the lyric video which i think you're you're trying to get to There is that that interestingly uh, animated design.
1: It's a snake in a circle eating its own tail? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is like an image of... I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up. And I don't remember, but it was historical and important. Oh, okay. <laughs> like it
0: had like myth- mythological. I think so. Okay.
1: Uh, let's say. Let's say maybe it's connected to the, A uh, Brute, which would be a, uh, a Shakespearean reference. But she uses that image, those words in her music video on the throne that she sits Mm -hmm. which kind of gives that hint at like you stab me in the back um so yes i love that you said that she she really took ownership of that word of that story it's funny at the very end of the music video she's like i would very much like to be excluded from this narrative which was the phrase that she uses she used in her response to the whole kanye kim like yeah like a written response. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she says it in a very funny way, but it's almost like, uh, she's like, I would like to be excluded from your narrative. I will write my own.
0: Yes. And I did. think
1: that that's, that's kind of what she was doing. Uh, I mean, that's look what you made me do. You made me into whatever you wanted me to be. And in the music video and she like, even and in many songs, she, you know, she makes fun of that. She, she points that right back at you say, so, yeah. I see what you've made me into, mm-hmm. the reputation that you created for me. I've buried it. It is buried. It is dead. Mm-hmm. I am being reborn, mm-hmm. and you—you th- you did that to me. You and and I will take ownership of this narrative now. I will take control of the snake.
0: Yeah,
1: and yeah, now and is mine.
0: And and look what you made me do. What is it that she's doing? You ask. That's a fun one, too, because you can think about a lot of things like what what like what are you what are you doing like or what are you about to do and and that's what's fun if there's like a, a little build up for oh my God, what is she gonna do like what do you maybe do like yeah. what what is it that she's doing here and I think what it is is just like write this entire album, yeah, okay,
1: I've got one more reference we haven't mentioned that's Katie Perry there's another k that, oh, uh, I didn't even think about I that think k. At the exact same time as Kanye and Kim and Karma, yes, <laughs> she was having a little bit of beef with Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this one I don't—I'm not as
0: familiar with. So, tell me this drama. Uh,
1: pretty much all I know is they were really good friends, and then Katy Perry took her backup dancers, which that sounds a little bit like my eight-year-old coming up and saying. <laughs> his brother took his ball or something like that sounds really whiner whiny. Like there's a lot of good backup dancers in the world. Like get over yourself. But I think that Katy Perry said some unkind things about her as well. in kind of response to that. Mm -hmm. And so it's understood that the part where it like the king, it's thought that maybe the king, the keys to the kingdom once more belonged to me. Um, like there's a there's a scene in the music video where she like her car crashes. Then yeah, and the style of her hair and everything that she wear like looks a lot like something that Katy Perry has worn or done. So mm. there's like some connection. Like it's tying that in. Um, obviously, we have bad blood for that whole drama, so True. we're gonna have to really get ourselves educated on that a little bit more. But yeah. That that's that's what's amazing about this song. There's the twist to all of these lyrics, but that but but as it comes down, like she's like I, you, you know, decide what you want this song to be about. It's in general, like how she's been treated, and then she's not. She's like letting that go to rest, which is so interesting to, to to read and hear because we know that she doesn't actually let that go to rest. She stays up past yeah. midnight all the time thinking about these and things she writes and that's songs the truth about of the it
0: matter. years later yes. and, and honestly
1: i think that's what makes those songs later like i almost like i come back and i listen to this with the compassion of hindsight and you can see like this was a moment in time when she hadn't really spoken enough with her therapist about that and she was angry and that is oh Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Women can be angry, and they can express themselves before they've been able to process all of their feelings. Anger is an emotion that she is allowed to feel, and I'm just putting that out there, just in case anyone thought. Yeah. That that was not okay. But I no think one. Even our listeners feel that way, but.
0: But no one likes a mad woman.
1: Oh,
0: right. Mm-hmm. And and she. She has said this multiple times in interviews, how she feels she is so unfairly treated with the double standards that exist between men and women, especially in the industry in which she's in. We definitely need to talk about the bridge. Uh, which I don't... oh, we
1: haven't even talked about the banging, bridge, the banging Sam. bridge.
0: Of course, I don't trust nobody, and nobody trusts me. I'll be I'll be the actress starring in your bad dreams. She is sort of, like, someone that comes through when she sings about her exes. She is, like, a nightmare to them because, I mean, take 10-minute yes. version of All Too Well, for example, Jake thought his, his deal with Taylor was over and done with, and then this song came out last year, and, boy, he's got a lot of haters right now, and... Um, she comes back to sort of haunt all the people who have wronged her, um, in their nightmares, you know. Um, yeah. But of course, no, I there's love the that line. the most shocking part of the song for me is that telephone call in the bridge. Phone rings. She picks it up. I'm sorry. The old Taylor can't come to they... the phone right now. Why?
1: Oh, because she's, she's dead. dead.
0: Um, <laughs> that that I even though again I wasn't a huge fan of Taylor I, I, I didn't dislike Taylor I just wasn't uh, familiar with all of her discography when the song came out uh, I remember hearing that and thinking damn oh, <laughs>
1: it reminds me of this great uh, TikTok that I'm obsessed with these days where it's these guys and they're sitting in a car and they like oh Beethoven just dropped another song have you seen this? <laughs> And they're listening to like this Beethoven song, and like, and then they like gets to like, duh, 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 and they're like, whoa, <laughs> you know, and I like can only imagine what that would have felt like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: To I, I'm glad that you have a memory. I don't have a memory. I think this was probably playing in the dressing room, um, when I was, like at Old Navy or something, and that might have been my first experience. I don't remember. I cannot name it.
0: That's funny. Um, <laughs> that's embarrassing. That's weird. Um, <laughs> uh, um, what do you think Taylor means by the old Taylor? What does what what is the old Taylor to her?
1: I think to her, the old ta- Taylor is the one who used to care, oh. the one who tried really hard. Yeah the one who believed in the media who believed in the good and other people and bless her heart she thinks she's not gonna care anymore <laughs>
0: um, she, she does though
1: <laughs> she does but but less she, but less i think like she has well and she doesn't someone she who no longer... can pull her back into the cabin she has someone who yes. can like Right. be her home right like we can't leave out the fact that joe's in this era right now like yeah he's there he's gonna help her not get so out of control like mm-hmm. she has a touch point and i think it's and that's okay it's okay to say like hey i'm done with this because how many times do we get to reinvent ourselves so mm-hmm. many times and this is this is one of those those moments for her
0: yeah yeah totally um, if, if you haven't listeners, if you haven't watched the music video for this song, we did talk about the lyric video. That's its own fantastic piece of art, but the music video too, I think is one of her best music videos that she's ever put out there. There is a lot going on in this music video yes. and it is, it is a sort of a, 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 it, it vis, you visually see the story she's trying to tell by, the shit she's gone through, the drama she's gone through, the, you know, like you mentioned the car accident, which is just metaphoric for the, the, the chaos and the shit that she's gone through. Um, but then, of course, there's the part of the music video where there's all of the old tailors. The tailors that showed up in previous music videos, the country tailor, the the teenager tailor, the... Um,
1: Red shake- Circus Taylor. Yes,
0: Red Taylor. Out of shake the it woods, off, Taylor. Zombie uh,
1: Taylor. Yes,
0: and they're all like clamoring up with this mountain, tumbling yeah. on top of each other, reaching for her reputation. Taylor. Reputation
1: Taylor. Uh huh. Who kills them all? Who kills
0: them all? It's so cool. So good. <laughs> um, they're dead. The old Taylor. Comes by. And then, dead. of course, they're like at the end of the at, of the of the music video as well. They're like. Fighting with each other, and she calls herself out. That's what's so funny is like she's aware of her. I don't know uh, her her annoying habits, if you yeah. will. Yeah, um, yeah. She calls herself out on like the awkwardnesses of of her past and the mistakes she's made. Um, I yeah. think
1: because she does that, like she's so good at that. I think it's why those who actually care about her can believe her or for or like have compassion for her when she says like i'm over that now knowing yeah you are i mean you're not but it's okay because like we like she doesn't to me it doesn't seem like she's playing the victim or that she's like naive like she gets it and because she understands herself she has good self-awareness or at least she does at this point in her life I feel yeah. like she's really growing
0: very self-aware aware. you're right yeah
1: Who? Who? I, I honestly did not know if there would be anything to talk about other than this it's just such a fun song to dance to I know we really
0: we really got into it I, I, I think that's what's so great about you and I, I know getting to do this I think the cocktails help too at least for me the more I drink it the more I I want to talk about certain things
1: but. I know th- this would be something like the ways that we get into this would be something that I would do if I ran into a, like a somebody at a cocktail party who I'd never met before. And I found out they were a Taylor Swift fan because I would literally just like go anytime, anytime someone has been around us that we meet and find out that Mike is like, oh gosh. And he like <laughs> walks away. yeah um, So this is so I just this is fun. This is fun, Sam. It's um, so fun. As this episode comes to a close, I'm wondering, Sam, if you have a list of song names and which one is in red underline for next week's episode. For
0: next week's episode? Yeah, yeah. I sure do, Rachel. Well, next week will be the week that the Eras tour starts. We know that Taylor's been going back. Through all of her discography, and so have I, Rachel. As I ah, mentioned okay. at the beginning, so we are going to do one of Taylor's very first songs, and I have chosen our song. Yes. So, meet me here next week, Rachel and Swiggy's, so that we can tap into her her two thousand and six hit song, Our Song.
1: I sure will. That'll be a uh, chapter one, if we will, of our mm-hmm. debut. Sam, I think we got smarter and harder Just in the nick of time discussing this song But I think, is it gross that I just said that we got harder?
0: I think it's gross that you acknowledged it just now
1: (laughs) I don't think I want to say that to my brother So I'm going to start over Sam, I think we got smarter um, in the nick of time discussing this song, but I think it's time to put this episode in the grave. The yes.
0: yes, but don't worry, we will rise up from the dead. We do it all the time. Swiggies, be sure to follow us on our social media at Swift and Swiggs Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And be sure to check out our show notes. What's the URL, Rachel?
1: Swift and com That's
0: the one. And please rate and review our podcast on whatever platform you listen to. We would love to hear your feedback. Keep sending us the positive vibes and and your thoughts. Rachel, I've been getting a lot of texts after our episodes come out from Taylor Swift fans and friends. They're like, oh, you know what else I think about the song Lover? Or you know what else I think about the song Evermore? All of these great thoughts. And so keep it coming, guys. You're you're inspirational
1: We love it. Um, And, you know, if you keep listening, we will be the actors starring in your bad dreams. Right, Sam? (laughs) Cheers, Swiggies. All right. Cheers,
0: Rachel. Cheers, Swiggies. See you next week.